0: Let's go deep, shall we?
1: You're listening to Some Depth, again, with Neve and Daisy, for the
0: 11th time this year. It's a place for friendship, feminism, and cultural tidbits.
1: We want to keep you keen while you quarantine, keep you up to date while you isolate.
0: We only have 30 minutes to rock your world, but knowing some of you, that won't be a problem. (laughs) Hello, Neve! How are we? Hello, sweetheart. How are we getting on? It feels good to hear your voice. Oh, I miss. Feels good to be so back much. on the airwaves, so to speak. Absolutely. It feels good to be back at people's earholes. I miss it. Delicious. It's, cozy. It's nice and cozy. <laughs> Mm-mm. Waxy. In,
1: in these nice and waxy earholes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's been um. It's been nice. But um. I've had basically two weeks away from you. Yeah. But um the episode that you covered with Bo I listened to and my heart like swelled. It was delicious. It was oh. like it was like I was there, except I had nothing to say, which was absolutely fine. Just listening to you two in
0: my room when I put on my makeup.
1: It was so, so, so lovely. I, and thanks I won't to lie.
0: I won't lie. We were on the phone for nearly an hour and a half. And like we just it came to a point where like I just had to stop and I said I'll have to just go back and edit some time out of this. And we were like, if Daisy was here to like keep control of us, to pull the and sort everything out, <laughs> it just everything fell asunder without Daisy being there.
1: No, but it's so this is what's so amazing about doing this kind of thing is that you always try to apply a formula to something, but it's never there's nearly no point sometimes. Like you can have a general plan but like what was so delicious about yours was your natural flow with each other and how you regard each other that just came out naturally and I love that you like started the Hogwarts house
0: discussion right off the bat that was great an important part of personalities in this day and age
1: yeah it was so special it's like I I kind of wish this for every friendship on earth that they eventually like even for themselves do a podcast together and think about what they would talk about together yeah. Because you kind of capture the magic
0: It's great Exactly, exactly Well, Daze, tell me all about it How have you been? It's been two weeks What have you been up to? I've been lazing about
1: doing very little um, of anything I've been doing bits and bobs for my thesis And I've been working a little bit for the gloss But other than that, I was pretty much on my holidays I went to Cleggan in Connemara on the wild atlantic way and it was like good yes, good (laughs) yes good yes i i've i've been hearing people saying that they hate the word staycation but like this stay at home or home holiday was like the one of the best holidays i've ever had in my life which is ridiculous but i think it's because it was post-quarantine and i um savored it all the more um but it was delicious it was sunny every day for four days um, we stayed in an airbnb that was off a chicken like farm or an egg farm and they had like a 100 chickens so every morning we woke up to like bark, 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 which was really nice and fresh eggs so i'm just
0: going to pause here to say saif Hulahan was somewhere in the vicinity <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot actually, to sign out. but there yeah. weren't chickens, it was just Sive clucking around in a chicken costume. Sive
1: <laughs> so so I've devised a whole plan. She was like, I'm going to set up an Airbnb. I'm going to make people pay to, <laughs> to stay <laughs> at a chicken farm. Know, a and minutes. she had me duped. I, mean, she had me
0: duped.
1: <laughs> I paid that chick for that <laughs> Chicken, it's good. How quaint! But yeah, it was delicious. Have you been on holidays? You're on holidays right now.
0: I am. Yeah, I'm currently um, away with family. I have been the island and back um, in the last couple of weeks. I was in Galway there a few weeks ago, um, Galway City, and then out towards Diamond Hill and Connemara, which was lovely. I mean, when you get a good day in Galway, it's the best day. But the problem is there. Few and far between, you get a yeah, good day. Mostly so, soggy yeah. days, yeah. But there's, I mean, when Galway's clear, it's absolutely stunning. And then we went to Belfast, Belforta, to visit um, Goodell Emer Byrne. Actually, shout out to Emer Byrne, an avid listener of the pod. Um, and we popped up to her in Belfast for a couple of nights and just kind of hung around Belfast. I mean, Belfast is one of those spots that. I had been to a couple of times but again i think in the month of july it can get a bit not yes. the not the best place to visit so we kind of went and i was really surprised at how you know once you get out of the center of the city we were out towards the botanic gardens and it was so chill and so cozy and the sun was out and it was just really really nice to enjoy that side of belfast so that was lovely that um, sounds
1: really nice I've only yeah. been to Belfast once I was 12 And I went to the W5 Museum But I thought it was great
0: mm. Yeah I've done the Titanic And it was really really good But What? You know, and the time of the, tw- actually, the 12th of July Was when I was in Galway And the place was riddled With northern accents And northern regs And I was like Oh they're all down To get away from The 12th of July business. Oh my god Yeah but then, yeah, at, at the, the moment place. I'm with family and um, we have our annual descent on the Dingo Peninsula. So I'm in Castle Gregory at the moment, just in the house with my dogs on the bed, wearing my I'm still wearing the bottom half of my um, swimming dogs and a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> nice. I love yeah. that holiday uniform where like it never makes any sense. I know. You're just I'm, going I'm... around in like a soggy swimsuit for an yeah, entire I'm day. Back. I don't care. U- UTIs be
0: damned. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's funny because you know when you've gotten into such a routine and then when that routine is broken, it feels like even though it's only been a week, it feels like it's been forever since you had that routine. So I'm experiencing yeah. that moment.
1: Yeah. That's true liberty, Niamh though, because you were in such a solid thesis routine and like so oh, dogged. Yeah. So that's true liberty. Whereas like I've sort of been dawdling and doodling all summer and it's just felt like a summer long vacay. <laughs> but i think the thing is is that like staycations or home holidays or whatever the hell you want to call it like they have highlighted so much of ireland which has been so great um, yeah yeah and I, I love think... hearing about all these places that honestly if covid hadn't happened i probably wouldn't even think of visiting and now i'm like determined to visit you know mm-hmm, so absolutely. that's cool
0: Absolutely. Well if you ever wanna come down to the Dingle Plains, job, I will I will show you around. There's some really lovely spots down here.
1: You know how I take an invitation. <laughs> I take it seriously. I'll arrive there in the
0: morning. <laughs> oh, I'll collect you from the train in the morning, Daisy. Hop on down. I'll see you there. We'll go straight to the pier, no problem. Let's go. Oh my
1: god, that's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, I just I do want to interrupt this bit. Remember that time that we invited ourselves to Bo's house um <laughs> oh, over and she had not asked us. I don't mean to throw us under the bus on air, but this is really funny. We invited ourselves to Bo's house without realising that she just meant like she invited us there for the day in Drahada and we showed up with like full bags to sleep over.
0: <laughs> so to then tomorrow-, for <laughs> <And>
1: tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> Bo is coming to my house for dinner and I was like oh we're adults now so i can officially i was like just so you know i've got beds available bo you can't sleep over
0: <laughs> we won't just literally crash in your like parents living room on their couch while they're upstairs wondering who the hell these strangers are <laughs> yeah i'm sure she was like yes well, stacy that's exactly how you communicate the invitation. <laughs> like, and i mean we won't go into details but i would just like to give an honorable mention to um jeff allen i'm so sorry oh yeah um, that was like the sequel in Oh, that us say nothing um, So I would like to hear All about your week on the internet If you've been on the internet I know we've both had a bit of a hiatus What you've been doing that connects with the broader world Tell me all about it
1: Well I mean I have been Pretty much dossing on the internet I've been Twitter's been a bit difficult I find this week people are being yeah. Particularly cruel I've seen a lot of Mary Lou bashing I've seen a lot of general bashing but i did i'm gonna indulge in some shallow internet um talk and talk about uh online shopping sales because i haven't gone shopping in ages and i bought myself some levi's jeans this week um, which was great so fun um but other than that like nothing just a pair
0: of levi's
1: nothing but but a pair of levi's really and they've brought me a lot of joy but they haven't brought me as much joy as um folklore you know taylor swift's new album you i
0: know daisy (laughs) daisy you know this like people have been judging me and also always kind of give me this quizzical look because i must appear to be somebody who wouldn't enjoy taylor swift but as soon as somebody mentions the words taylor and swift in that order i am on it like a car bonnet. taylor swift (laughs) is the artist of her generation, and nobody understands or appreciates it until she moves into a genre that includes Bonnie Ver. That's all okay. I've, I've gone oh. away. But Taylor Swift deserves recognition for like all of her amazing lyrics and incredible songwriting since she began her career. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But so the think... folklore is incredible.
1: This is mainly what occupied our both of our internet weeks because all I was seeing was tweets about her being the crossover queen, crossover queen, crossover queen. And I was like, okay, is that a crossover between country and pop? Like what what does what does that mean?
0: Just asking you as a stan. I I see this all the time and I think it's so funny because whenever I see stan culture online, it's kind of like I'm a spectator more than a participant because i see all of that stuff and i don't really agree with it and i think this reflects more on like the like ridiculous narcissistic like attitudes i have to the music that i enjoy but i definitely feel like a more like emotional connection to taylor's music and i think that her like development whatever genre like people decide to apply to it has been like a fluid development through her maturity into her own songwriting and into her own musical voice that makes sense and you know it's people who project genres onto that do you know what I mean
1: Mm. like that's interesting because I think most people reject the fandoms of anyone they like I -hmm. think that's normal I think the fandoms are always probably younger probably people that spend more time on the internet than the grand majority
0: i mean don't don't get me wrong i i I follow fandom accounts i just of course i just read them and just i'm like musing over them and then saying no i I don't think so i'm gonna move yeah i obviously know taylor better (laughs) like you guys just just don't get it like obviously Like, you you know that's an interesting thought but you um you don't get her like I do okay
1: that's I suppose maybe that's how I feel about Ariana because I just picture the average Ariana fan to be like 14 years old and to be taking everything she says as like bible yes and I'm just
0: like I you you don't irony. understand we're the same age so <laughs> yeah but also you see the irony and the maturity in it and like you know what I mean you get the expression yeah
1: yeah well yeah the maturity and that's another thing i wanted to talk about with joseph because like i was listening to her today and i was like she's 30 now she's obviously not old but she for me will always be a teenager's voice like her voice is so young sounds so young and it captures those teenage raw sort of feelings that like nearly angsty pop would you
0: say that even in even in folklore
1: I think so, yeah. I think so. I still get that it's very... Like, I think it's the most mature thing she's ever done, obviously, and I think it's probably the most authentic. But I also think that it doesn't show her age at all. She just is the same tailor in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, but I think that she... I mean, if you compare it to the kind of more hard on the sleeve naive tailor of, like, Red or 1989, to this where she's put a barrier between the listener and herself by including the fact that all of these stories and these songs i have made up from people i imagined in my head and has clearly stated that so that it doesn't include questions of being like i wonder who this song's about i wonder who she's dissing and that Mm. speaks to like emotional maturity in a way that a lot of other artists get from the get-go but she is kind of yeah that's she's saying i don't need anybody projecting onto me i'm letting you know i have an imagination and this is coming from it you know what i mean
1: yeah i just think when i heard um like the the sort of the triumvirate of like betty what was the cardigan betty and um Mm. August, <laughs> and I was hearing it, and I just couldn't stop hearing love story in the in betweens because obviously, like, the story itself isn't about anything. They're you know, they're fictional characters, they're, but they are teenagers, and I was like, God, that's what she just does best. She captures that, like, awkward, blossoming, like, falling in love, but not understanding it
0: feeling absolutely in her writing. And, I,
1: and that's that, what she does best. That brings me back to that. something that
0: I've noticed, Daisy, about, you know that song Illicit Affairs? It's one of the tracks on the album. Yeah. And you know there's a part of it where she goes into Don't call me kid, don't call, don't call me baby. Me baby. Yeah. That's sang to the same melody as you'll be the prince, I'll be the princess. Oh, I, I didn't That is an ironic like an ironic tone that's like reclaiming the old Taylor that everyone says like oh love story era Taylor was just childish and silly and that's a continuation of that story of saying the person who got whipped away as being a princess is now shouting back at the person who took her saying don't call me kid don't call me baby go fuck yourself you know what I mean yeah
1: that's so interesting and I also thought that that was one of the like more Mature songs of hers because, mm. like, if, if you go if you even watch it on YouTube, like, I love to read the YouTube comments, and one of them was like, Why the fuck? Every time I hear a Taylor Swift song and she swears in it, I gasp, yeah, <laughs> like she's 30. I know, I, and it's just her tone, but it's it goes like it goes back to she's emotionally matured and everything, but she's also she knows what she's
0: good at and she knows what she can deliver and she. But I knows who she's, knows she's a
1: voice her for her
0: as well kind of producing irony and she's very much a kind of master of controlling her narrative and I think that especially everything that's happened with you know a lot of her um, studio recorded music being kind of taken from her I think that this is a project where she was kind of playing with the idea of you know being mature while expressing these other things do you know what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah, no,
1: it, it's 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 an absolute study. And the other thing is, is that I don't know if it was her last song, but was it Lover or Me? Yeah, that song, Me. Yes. Um, and the video came out, and all I could see everywhere were people being like, "Oh, these are clues, and these are hints, and these are for the fans," and da, da, da. And I was just like, it was nearly exhausting looking at the amount of uh, Easter eggs that she piled into it. And I was like, this is too much. You need to just be you. And I feel like this goes back to. Being her, but still has that wonderful, like, yeah, say, well, the- irony and coding that only yeah. fans would pick. I up.
0: think that she enjoys that coding because she seems to really enjoy the connection with fans and like what they take from her lyrics. But I mean, yeah, for me, I literally have a new lyric or a new song that I'm obsessed with a day. Like I've just bounced sure. from some things, and every time I listen to a new one, I'm like, wow, this is the lyric I'm obsessed with today. So, I yeah. really
1: liked the one
0: that song oh that yeah was, i mean does anything that a, fit? yeah
1: it sounded very like it was extremely it's a, again another tone that she does so well is like she's heartbroken but she's really positive about it and that was that song and it, there's a similar one to it um that we lo- we talk about it all the time space cowboy casey musgraves yes exactly where it's this kind of mature acceptance of what's happened and yes. You know she's like not even trying to plead or defend herself or anything she said you know i'm sorry for even trying to resurrect it whatever we'll leave it but wouldn't it wouldn't it have been fun if you're the if you were ended up the one or whatever and exactly. i just thought it I was re-
0: yeah i really had the same thought and I, it's so funny that you brought up casey musgraves Mo- because i had the exact like as soon as i heard the song at first i was like this is such a casey musgraves approach to it yeah very
1: very that and i think they're both they're both so similar they're both 30 now they're both they both come through this kind of like teenage like country Mm. star trying to figure out if they were boxed into pop star or country star for so long and now they're kind of just doing themselves which is ends up being both and neither so it's yeah, I think it was I think it was a cool, um cool part. But I wanna say Eliza sent me this fact. Well, um she just told me this. I'm I'm like it could be auto fiction, but she but it sounds legit. But reading into the American Dynasty song is interesting. When Taylor Swift bought her holiday house, the one she talks about in the song, they tried yeah. to introduce a tax on mansions, but when Jay Leno uh, bought a house for a similar price, no one batted an
0: island in the same area.
1: Yes which I didn't know I didn't know that referred to that at all yes which was so interesting so she's like she's not just layering kind of messages about herself in there she's layering things that piss her off into her stories
0: exactly but she just has such a she's such a class act at doing that do you know what I mean yeah she does it with such finesse you think yeah. that it must take I mean
1: obviously her productivity level is through the roof if she's if she's done this within a year in um, quite within a few months <laughs> within a few months so she clearly this is just what occupies her whole consciousness like because otherwise it would take absolutely. months to put this all together I
0: mean I think we can just leave it at her being a master of her craft and this project really hammering that home yes absolutely I don't think any I mean people can hate her but I don't think anyone can deny her talent after this
1: oh totally agreed yes I agree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright <let, laughs> alright can we kick off the hot take turntable? Absolutely. I bet you have a a few Swifty related ones, but they're more than welcome. Oh, I think
0: I think I'll leave Taylor Swift um out of this um because I have a few. I have three kind of hot boys that I just wanted to. I wanted to put. I wanted to put in words. So, um, will I start? Yeah, hit it. I'll go with the the most brutal one first, and it is that Amber Rose has been telling us about Kanye for years. We should have listened. We need to listen to black women and we need to take cues from them. End of story. Oh my god, I had forgotten entirely about Amber Rose throughout all of this. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely true. She has been telling us for a decade and we weren't listening. (laughs) Yep. That's true. That's it. That's the end that that. send tweet.
1: (laughs) Send tweet. And this is a crumb of wisdom that I remembered. And then two days after I remembered it, I, I like wrote it down in my notes app. And then two days after I remembered it, I remembered that you were the one who told me this. But you might not remember. But um I'll, I'll go anyway. So the advice is, if you're t- under 25 and you're in a relationship and you have a doubt about a relationship and doubt persists, just break up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then further to that like like, just leapfrogging off of that if you wonder if doing something with them is too soon then it actually is too soon because if it wasn't then you wouldn't wonder it exactly. exactly so basically like if you're if there's a hesitation you're too young to worry about hesitations for too long basically life is too short and if you're meant to be together you'll
0: like find your way a year means a lot more when you're 24 than it does when you're 32 absolutely so, or 24 and you are just like gliding through a relationship that you feel uncomfortable with and that you have doubts about and that kind of your gut is telling you you shouldn't be in don't waste that year go right end it Right. you know what i mean pack your bags say goodbye (laughs) kiss on the cheek and keep it moving close the door you don't have to go home but you can't stay here adios all right, go. Do you have another one? <laughs> okay, sorry, that nearly slipped into another Taylor comment. Um, <laughs> so, this one isn't a fully formed hot take, but it is something that myself and Emer Byrne, again, shout out to Emer Byrne, had a little chat about. I think it was in Galway. It was, yeah, because it was the weekend of the 12th that we chatted about this. And obviously, Emer lives up in Belfast. And she had kind of mentioned to me, you know, about how she was seeing more about what the 12th of July meant to communities and that it really was a celebration of literally claiming that land it was a celebration Mm. of you know colonialism and she noticed Mm. the similarities between that and the 4th of july in the states and i'm not really sure how to (gasps) praise it but it's basically this like celebration of dominance this celebration of claiming land this celebration of supremacy and it's it's all done under this guise of you know identity and under this guise of culture but really it's fundamentally about celebrating like stolen land
1: yeah it's
0: like it's like look what we've gotten away with instead of hooray for independence exactly and it's also I think something that struck me as she was saying that is that they're both celebrated with fire yeah. fireworks or bonfires and there's something for me that's different about a fire burning in winter you know at christmas time versus a fire burning in the summer mm. one is destructive and one is constructive you know what i mean
1: yeah one is yeah that's so true that's really
0: interesting yeah and, and it's my phone. Phone. hey mom, I'm on the I'm on the phone <laughs> no worries <laughs> bye bye sorry that's alright does she have a hot take
1: it's fine if she doesn't
0: <laughs> no she's just in from visiting Auntie Mourin and Uncle Jack oh lovely um,
1: the fact that yours refers to the, your last hot take referred to colonialism mine actually directly does as well but it's borrowed from Matthew Dossel uh, shout out to matthew oh hello he sent me this a couple of weeks ago and i thought it was fucking brilliant and it was class and i saved it um and it is it's as follows weeding like the act of weeding is a hang-up from colonialism Ooh. and the idea that gardens need to be orderly lawns of just grass with specific areas planted with certain flowers what we call weeds are just native flowers and plants that don't
0: fit with that idea of a garden Wow, and that so, gardening is inherently controlling land.
1: Yeah, and you're controlling the natural. Like, obviously, I think that it's true to I a certain extent. You do need to like prune your garden and make sure that there aren't like things crawling all over it that are eating all of the beauty of it. So there's a certain amount of like maintenance needed, but that kind of gardening that he's referring to in terms of like forcing yeah, things into the squares. Lawn forcing things into or like forcing flowers that don't grow there like importing soil and putting them into new soil and putting them there like that is also um kind of could be connected to the same colonial yeah and kind of
0: internalize our own natural you know flora
1: yeah and like covering
0: up stuff that's
1: already there which i think is beautiful like some of the stuff that grows on the side of the road in Ireland like you, oh it's absolutely gorgeous you've got like Montbricia, which has that like ombre orange colour with those little drops coming out of yes, it yes the
0: mouth yeah, what you see all over Kerry here they're, if I look out the window there's some right there they're so pretty so
1: so so pretty and like you'd think they they look kind of expensive like you look if you look up close like, they look really like fancy yes we, we try to get rid of those wildflower yeah
0: yeah anyway love- that was one Okay, so I'll give you my last hot take. And it's actually not really a hot take and more an observation that I had when I was doing a gallery visit to the National Gallery on Marion Square. And it was while I was looking at a painting by John Lavery of his wife who is Lady Lavery. And basically this was the painting. It was based on um an image of Kathleen Dehoulehan from I think she was in dancing at Lunasap, but I could be wrong there. And mm-hmm. basically well uh, this image was used as you probably recognize it she was the image that was used in the punt in the Irish pound you know the center of it the image of the lady looking out that was actually directly um a portrait of Lady Lavery and what I found so um, remarkable about this painting is that she actually was a divorcee who married again and kept her daughter in her second marriage lived independently from her husband in a flat in london and basically carried on and lived her life in a way that was the exact antithesis of what the new irish state was trying to create as being the irish woman and i just enjoyed that she was being upheld as being the kind of perfect woman on the punch note but actually you know was a completely different thing in reality
1: yeah she's
0: the she was the modern independent irish woman exactly but i mean i think irish women have always been that and this kind of image was just plastered onto them in the same way that it was for lady lavery ah
1: so like yeah control over our, our own lives actually feels quite natural to us mm-hmm. right yeah that's interesting a little love heart
0: just spread the love you know what i mean Spread the love
1: yeah Red exactly
0: right do you have a on gras. Easy.
1: Well, okay, yes, I've chosen some slightly unconventional poetry today because I thought, you know, I knew we were going to talk a bit about folklore. I knew we were going to talk a little bit about maybe imagination and storytelling. And I thought about what, who I thought was the most imaginative poet in my head. And it'll always be Spike Milligan.
0: Oh, yes.
1: But secondly to him, I'd say Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Silverstein. So I thought, like, as a bit of nostalgia, I would pick a Shel Silverstein poem to read, just for fun. And I noticed that they've, like, obviously I remember all of his kids ones, um, like, but I didn't remember that he actually did quite mature ones. He he wrote a book called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and this one's kind of mad. And I kind of wanted to read it because it's kind of spooky, but it's also kind of fun. Um, It's called Skin Stealer
0: (laughs) Are you ready? Go ahead
1: (laughs) Okay This evening I unzipped my skin And carefully unscrewed my head Exactly as I always do When I prepare myself for bed And while I slept A cuckoo came As naked as could be And put on the skin And screwed on the head That once belonged to me now wearing my feet he runs through the street in a most disgraceful way doing things and saying things i'd never do or say tickling the children and kicking the men and dancing the ladies away so if he makes your bright eyes cry or makes your poor head spin that scoundrel you see is not really me he's the cuckoo who's wearing my skin
0: incredible
1: I just like it because it's obvious, it could be like interpreted as just like a scary story to tell kids, like somebody could just come into your house and take your skin dress up as you and and play tricks on your friends and, and you would have to try and convince them that it wasn't you but it could also be read as sort of like uh sonnet about dissociation or (laughs)
0: or even bipolar or being drunk and being like that wasn't me that was my twin like trust me someone came in and stole my skin i was left there naked in the bed
1: (laughs) yeah and i just i just liked it a lot um and just because the word cuckoo as well i need to start using the word cuckoo like he's cuckoo it's just so so fun (laughs) yeah that was that was one of my my poems today did
0: you have any poetry you like to talk about? I do and actually mine is by uh Rodale. so interesting theme <gasps> yes and that's more of kind of a short snippet of a poem it's just something that he wrote for the become shakespeare company um for a project that they did on encouraging re- encouraging reading at home so Ooh. i'll begin so please oh please we beg we pray go through away your TV set. And in this place you can install a lovely bookshelf on the wall. Then fill the shelves with lots of books, ignoring all the dirty looks. The screams and yells, the bites and kicks, and children hitting you with sticks. We're not because we promise you that in about a week or two, of course having nothing else to do, they'll now begin to feel the need of having something to read. Oh my god. Roald Dahl is such a hero, isn't he? He is such a hero, and I think that he's forgotten sometimes for the classic that he is and the importance that he is because everyone just associates him with something that they did in school about him as a child. And everyone mm. thinks in the same way, I suppose, a lot of Irish people feel about Derek Mack, for example. You know, parents don't appreciate him because they just associate him with something they did in school. And yeah, I really, really enjoy Rodell and everything he's done to kind of encourage, you know, children engaging with books and with stories and imagination. So. Yeah, I really enjoy. it. Yeah, I think he's definitely
1: one of the most imaginative children's writers. Or writers, full stop. He had another... He had a story that related to Skin as well, which is creepily related to my poem. But he had one called... He had a story called Skins. And I think it was about the lead character um, being very tattooed. And all of his tattoos came alive and would fight <laughs> each other. <laughs> it was just he had really really cool stories i used to have a really good rolled out biography and he did some amazing things in his life like he invented brain valves and like fought in wars he rejected an obe from the queen all that stuff Ooh, what a little bit of legend yeah (laughs) a bit of a legend all right we leave it there yeah i haven't got any more have you Hannah? no no more all right you go off and have a nice time in Kerry now. Oh. Have a little glass of wine. Alrighty. Well, you go back there and enjoy
0: your time up in Dublin. Water the flowers, etc. I will. I'll go right out and water them right now. these sweetheart. <laughs> <Right>. bye, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.